It is that time of week again, Stars fans, as you are tuned in to Thunderstruck, the unofficial Lincoln Stars podcast. We are back here at the Cotter Household Studio C. Gene Cotter, man, how was your week? You know, it was it was an interesting week. I should start off. I was thinking about this earlier. BA, how was your week? Caught a little bit about the Stars game. We'll we'll, we'll di- discuss that here uh, here coming up. Other than that, just kind of sat at home and did a whole lot of nothing. The playoff picture in the West pretty much declared itself over the weekend. I think we have the six teams picked now that are clinched. Not quite the same in the West, in the East, uh, which I believe you and I are going to be maybe having a preview show next Sunday, right? Where, yeah, I mean, we're coming into the final week of the regular season. Uh, playoffs are just around the corner. In fact, they start, what, Monday? Monday. So uh, we're going to have to bust out an episode here real quick uh, for a playoff preview. I think we got our, our boys from the East coming on and kind of give a East preview. Uh, obviously, we don't see any of those teams. So, I mean, what we're facing is going to be the Anderson Cup champions. So they just crowned that this past week in the Tri-City Storm is the 2021-2022 USHL Anderson Cup champions and ruining my good name. <laughs> no, no, you had it first. You had it long before they did. Hey, I'm just glad the trophy's named after me. There you go. <laughs> I don't think there's a Cotter Cup out there. There might be a there might I, I think I found the Cotter Cup. It was left in the uh, between the benches at the Omaha game a few weeks ago. Oh yeah, I remember that picture. <laughs> that wasn't uh, that wasn't mine. Uh, that I'm wasn't always mine. amazed about the things you find between the, between hockey benches. Yeah, you always kind of wonder how those things come to be, don't you? I to me that's a useful piece of equipment. You'd want that on at all times. I would want that on, especially if you watch the. Uh, I mean, we harp on it all the time, but if you watch our our warm ups. Yeah, I. I don't think it would go on as long as it did had that, that piece were missing. One shot, we're we're done. Somebody be back in the back in the locker room. Yeah. I don't think we'll probably have guests next week because they play Friday, Saturday, and then they start the playoffs on Monday. So I mean, well, we, we will have guests. I mean, we'll have Sam I, and I'm Justin. Talking, but I'm talking player guests. Yeah. So yeah, tonight will be. I don't know if it'll be the last time with player guests or not, but uh, it will not be the last time because we were going to have we'll have the whole team on. End of May, as we're hoisting the car club. Oh, there we go. We'll we'll go out and skate around with them. Yeah, it'll be one big party. Perfect. That sounds fantastic. So, speaking of parties, uh, Fargo had a party this past weekend. It was not well received by Lincoln, as we go up there and get pumped Friday night. Um, I didn't watch any of the game, but if you listen to Rocky's comments afterwards, he goes, if you didn't know the score and just saw saw the game and didn't see them score their goals, we outplayed them. I don't know if that's true or not. I, you know, I want to say, I, I don't know that I can I can disagree with him. It seemed like we controlled the puck for most of the game. It seems like we did a lot of things. You know, when you lose by five goals, I don't know how much you can say that we outplayed him the entire time because maybe if you're losing three to two or four to three or I mean, four it was three to two, two for a while. Something like I mean, that. Yeah. It was a close game for a while. And I, I don't know what happened. It just all of a sudden, you know, we score them, bam, bam, they score two. They scored a lot. Yeah. Yeah, what were their three goals in about 30 seconds? They scored one, we scored one, then they came back and scored one too. So we'd crawl 
a little bit closer and it was just so weird you know there was face-off violations there were pucks that hit off i don't know if you noticed but on the line chart on saturday night berkey's hurt yeah i saw um, that we had and, an e-bug in on saturday night yeah who by the way that e-bug was the kid you've heard me rave about the 05 goalie from camp last year okay. that's who the e-bug was this weekend so and you, you mentioned the face-off violation. I had a brain fart for a moment. It was number 29, but they had an affiliate player listed as yeah. the guy committing the penalty. I'm like, who's the affiliate? I kept getting questions. Who's this guy? I'm yeah, like, and then, well, that's Keeker Olsen. Then it went back, and I looked back again, and they updated our rosters. So yeah, the, I uh, don't know where that guy the, came from. The uh, Fargo um, version of John Hibbard was not doing his job. Correct. Yeah, it was, uh, oh, man, like I said. So I think we were just dumping a puck in maybe. And hit, or we were, I don't remember exactly what happened. I think we were maybe trying to clear the zone, banked it off, hit the, hit the, the linesman and basically gave Berkey was on his way behind the net to go play the puck. And all of a sudden it's like high slot with a force guy with the, with the puck on his tape. And he messed something up. I'm assuming because he didn't, he wasn't in net for much longer beyond that before Whitey came in. He was listed as hurt on Saturday night. So I'll be interested to see how that plays out. So did he kick the putt? Did the linesman kick the putt to a Fargo player like we saw in the NHL? No, in I don't the, think in the that Sabres happened. Game? Yeah, I don't think that happened. I think it just went off him, but it wasn't the only time it happened on the weekend either. So, you know, somebody maybe needs to go back to linesman school. Uh, speaking of, of ref things, Big Did news you this see week. The news. <laughs> Big today? news this week. Uh, I don't know. I never heard of the award before, but uh, our buddy Mr. Tyler Haskell won a uh, officiating award. He did, and it was a positive one. Official of the year. He's going to have his name memorialized on the wall of USA Hockey in Colorado Springs. Oh, good for him. I think he was nominated by Jared Haas. I read, if I remember correctly. I think I think there was a big essay you had to write in there, and Jared, uh -huh. Jared wrote, you know, a two page. Two-page spread. and how Dearest commissioners, let yeah. me tell you about my friend Tyler. <laughs> so, I mean, congratulations to him. Yeah. I mean, anytime you can win an award like that, I, I know we've harped on him. You know what? Really bad. We're on a two-game <laughs> winning streak when he's repping. So, come on back, yeah. Tyler. we got a playoff series we need to win, so and, come on back. And the good news for him is David Lilly Jr. apparently has taken the crown of Tyler Haskell away because the last two or three weeks, there's been people on the USHL discussion board like saying, okay, everybody's going to get the night off tonight because David's in our barn. I never really have had a big problem with. I with haven't Lily, either. But uh, I know the last time he was here, it was kind of a, kind of a clown show. But uh, you know that happens sometimes. So yeah. yeah, like you said, good on Tyler. It's uh, yeah, he refs in the ECHL. He refs in the Null. The last time he was in our building, by the way, we're, you wearing, a, out, yeah, wearing, wearing a Null jacket. Coat. You know that's one way to endear yourself. Where where the the, lower the letters of the lower league. <laughs> I mean, it's probably free gear. I wear free gear all the time. Yeah. Well, I would assume he gets free USHL gear too, probably. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm wearing right now is yep. free USHL gear. You know who doesn't get free USHL gear? You. The the off-ice officials. The star should buy it for you. Come on, Lori. All right, moving on. So Friday night, kind of a disastrous game. If you look at the box score, Saturday night, a lot better. We take it. I mean, we, we had a two-goal lead for a while, then allowed them to come back, but we... uh Running into a shootout, and unfortunately, in the third round, um, Fargo pulls off the uh, the winner there. Yeah, you know, that was a, a big night. You and I have talked all season long about how Joey Pierce has been snake-bitten. He, he had that goal back in January. He was thinking maybe that was going to be the start of things. He actually had a big shorty 
the other night, we had just gone on, and we probably should talk about this too. I don't have any official word on what happened to, to Noah Lava, but before we get to Lobs, um, you know, we just, Lo, Lobs gets sent off the ice with the major for head contact. Attack, We're down a goal. And about 15 seconds into the into the major, Piercy goes on and, and buries it to tie it up at okay. three. I, like I said, I did not watch none of these games, uh, but Piercy's not that fast. Did he have a breakaway? How did he manage to score that goal? Uh, and I'm not saying he's not fast, but, I mean, if you put him against Thompson, Thompson's going to smoke him every time. Well, I'm trying to remember who he was on, and now I'm back on the uh, the Friday night game, which isn't the case, because it was, it was basically two-on-one, and he was... A little tic-tac-toe play? I don't even remember it being that. It was almost like, yeah, you know, maybe it was a... Maybe he took the feed from whoever it was, if I could get my USHL app to work here. I should probably just yell in the other room and ask him who he had, who had the app. I mean, we are going to have him on later on, so we can always, uh, yeah, we can, we can rehash it and, and go through the play by play on it. A little breakdown. So, um, it's finally coming up, man. The internet at studio C must stink or something. Yeah, it was Wally. That's Antops. So (laughs) two good guys to get passes from. Yeah, it looked fantastic. All I'm telling you is whether you believe he's fast or not, um, and not saying slow. He's, but he's faster than me. I will point that out there. <laughs> Everybody on the team can skate circles around me, so it's no no dogging, but he's a D-man. Right. Normally he'll hang yeah, out He's not going to go line. on breakaways and outrace yeah. people is what you were saying. Yes. It wasn't, it wasn't anything. Um, but, they, uh, yeah, they took it. Tomps to Wally over to... Over to Joey Wally, by the way, extended, still on fire. Extended his. He's probably he's probably uh, I don't know what he's probably feeling riding the bus home the other day because he probably had three or four prime scoring opportunities where he just tapped it wide. Uh, so he's probably you know I was worried at the time. He broke the blade of a stick, and I was thinking, oh my god, I hope that wasn't the stick that led him to the eleven straight games, but. Um, he broke his stick. He came back out there and had three or four prime scoring opportunities, and and just uh, sailed it wide. Or he got one in the shootout. So I didn't know. I don't know. I'm not a scorekeeper by any means. But if that was the only goal in the sco- in the shootout, would that count as a, a goal? Nope, nope, it would not. It would not. So let me talk. Let's go back to Lava for a minute. So late in the third period, eight minutes left, something like that. Maybe it was before that. Oh, maybe it was like around the midway point. Lava gets sent off for a five in a game for a head contact. Um, didn't look good. I don't know where it stands. What I can tell you is this. By USA Hockey rules, if the game misconduct stands, that automatically comes with a one-game suspension. I also know repeat that offender. when you're a repeat offender and he's already had an enhancement on his suspension because he's already been suspended two or three times, so he's probably got additional games just for that. And then if they determine, if you remember when we were at the Frosty Cup, Thompson got a five in a game for a head contact where the league reviewed it and came back and said wasn't a penalty. Um, so they rescinded the game misconduct and he didn't get suspended for it. But let's just pretend for a minute that the league says they this, uphold, this, they uphold this, the call on the ice. So you're probably, you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm hopeful that we'll get to see Noah Laba back in, back on the ice at some point this, this, this season, but I'm not going to hold my breath for it either because who knows where that all plays. We out. definitely need him back as as the playoffs start. I mean, we need him back for that Monday game. We do. 
Um, especially since we're, uh, it hasn't been announced yet, but Mastro is going to be gone up and uh, playing for Team Canada in the IWHF U18s, not the World Juniors. It's some right. other tournament, but a lot of a lot that, of big names from across the league that, that are playing. But up it's there. so weird that you or Canada hockey will not take junior players that are competing in Canadian junior hockey leagues that are still playing in their season. Yet they'll come take their players back here from the USHL. There was some, there was some discussion on the on the message boards over the last couple of days about how you know if the USHL is really the premier league. I think the thing you got to keep in mind there is the USHL. It is in a Canadian league, so the yeah. Canadians. And I'm not I'm not saying Masters shouldn't go up there and play or any. Uh, I mean, anytime you get a chance to represent your country, I say you take that opportunity. Leading no, scorer in the league is playing. Yeah, no He's matter. Yeah, no matter where you're at in your season, you you go take that opportunity because you're not going to get many shots at that. Yeah, uh, Chicago, Chicago, who's leading the East right now, is losing two fantastic players, including the league's leading scorer. And they got that first round to go play though. for them. Still gone. Still gone. Yeah. I mean, I don't know when they're going to be back. Yeah, I I have no idea. I'm I'm not up to tune on my uh, international hockey tournaments but let's just say they're they're there through may 1st that's a sunday and yeah. where are they at in germany it's something like that so i you know so whether they're gone the first they're gonna miss their first series might be playing youngstown who's kind of had their number this year and that's with fantilly and whoever this other guy this other steel player we'll get into that when we talk to sam and justin for the playoff yeah, preview next over week. the weekend but you know if i'm chicago i'm I'm wondering what's going on. Youngstown took him out over the weekend, beat him two to one. Yeah, Youngstown's had their number. It's kind of weird that you know that Chicago's been so dominant in the East this year, and you get a team like Youngstown. I'm saying they're a bad team. They're definitely playoff. They're a playoff contending team that they just had their number. Kind of like you know, look at us in Sioux City. I mean, you can walk away the the past series with them, but we've had their number all year. Yeah, I think. What are we? They're now three and. Three and seven against us on the year. Yeah. Like you said, the last time we played him, it didn't look good. Look at Fargo. Fargo finished the season series with us, what, three and seven? We won three. They they won seven. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't know if that's matchups. I don't know what that is. I can tell you one of the things that, that kind of concerns me, one of the things that stood out to me is that uh, the, the couple of teams that come out that maybe are our, our, our size or a little bigger that tend to play a little more physical tend to have our number. I think about Sioux city and they're a smaller, more skilled, faster. Does I mean, when you have Fowler and you have Brigmanis and you have guys like that. Yeah. They, they picked up some size yeah. during, during the trade deadline. They did. Um, but they still, from a skill to skill perspective, we match up probably a little bit better than they do. But then when you look at, at tri city and you have Drew Skinnis and you have, uh, God, I'm thinking, I can't even think of their, they have that, the number 12, it's huge. Uh, yeah. They can fly. Um, it's fantastic. And you got skilled guys like Miller on there. And yep. that can, then they just had our number. O'Hara and Wilmer. And, you know, it's just one of those things where my, my take has been that the people that are, that like to come out and hit us in the mouth are the ones that have been having success against us. And that's what I saw from Fargo over the weekend, despite what the whiners on the Fargo message boards were saying about how goonish we were. I was sending you text messages, uh, questioning why we weren't being a little bit more goony based on the things that were happening to us on Saturday night. And the Fargo fans were just up in arms about how 
how goonish Lincoln was. And yeah, I didn't all see the post-whistle uh, altercations and whatnot. So Yeah, I, I, I didn't and see And apparently it. you can't see anything because they turn off the lights every time there's... Uh, yeah, I think Mr. Graham might be overstating, overblowing. I, I will say, though, too. I will say that I hate it when they turn out the lights on goals. I hate it. As yeah. a photographer, I hate it. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Because every time I go up to... I, I do work with Sioux, uh, Sioux Falls quite a bit, and every time I go up there and, and shoot their games and they score a goal, those lights go out and I'm like, well... So much no, for celebration, no celebration pictures. Yeah. You don't so, carry. You don't have the old flash on top. I could strobe the place, but I was going to say, or have the strobe up in the. Yeah, in I, the, I could do it and, and, and whatnot, but it's a lot of work. Uh, so yeah, I talked about Lava. I don't see how he's back by next Monday because we have two regular season games left against the Storm. If he's looking at one game for that, and and even a one game enhancement for a suspension. He's gone just for the weekend, but, you know, I can't see him. I'd, I'd be surprised if he's available to be back. Now, that's yeah. not official. That's not just two official. guys talking talking on the mic here. And sadly, we won't know the official word because yep. the USHL does not publish that information. Right. Unless they decide to, like, throw up on Twitter again like they did last week. We're on one. <laughs> Somebody found the day. pass, the lost password. <laughs> yeah, they must have lost it again because I don't think they've had anything since then, have they? I, I don't know. I they, I, I I don't know what this league anymore. <laughs> All right. So here's the thing. I was talking to, to Piercy, who we're going to have on here in a few minutes over the weekend or over dinner about we spent seven months to get to this point. And now all of a sudden we have two games, one Friday, one Saturday, a day off, and then they're going to f- squeeze four, four, four rounds, of, rounds of the playoffs in into, four weeks. I don't even think it's four, is it? First round is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Second round is Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Next round is like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, I, I believe I saw somewhere that I want. Uh, don't quote me on it, but May twenty fourth is the final day for the USHL. You know what that draft. might be though. That might be when you get to East and West, where they start doing because you go best of three, best of three, best of five. Yep. Um, want to ask? I want to ask our guest tonight the following question because if you think about what the finals. The Clark Cup, the conference finals are the higher seed gets to choose. Do they want to go two games at home, two games on the road, one back at home, or do they want to go two games on the road and then three straight at home? Um, I, I think I'd rather go two at home, two there, one back at home, if it were me. Yeah, I, I, I think the traditional way of doing it would be the, the, the better way just because you have – you have a chance of going in there with home ice and getting a two two game advantage on them. Yep, I think so too. So, yeah, I mean that's going to be the thing. Like, uh, I'm assuming if I were betting right now, if I were putting money on the line, I would say we will be playing Waterloo next Monday, Tuesday. Hopefully not Wednesday, but potentially Wednesday at home. Yeah, um, let's let's get Waterloo in here, uh, spank them two games, send them packing. And, and, then, and then we have our first game against Sioux City, who's waiting for us at home. And I'm going to tell you right now, no matter how many times this year I've talked about how scared I am of Sioux City, I don't, I don't mean scared from the we've, – we've had success at Tyson. We've, we've probably won more games at Tyson than we've lost this year. So they come down here and play us on, on Friday night in round two. We get that win. All we got to do is go up there and win one out of the next two. And but again, you throw out the last thing that happened 
um, we've had a lot of success against Sioux City this year. Yeah, and I and I guarantee the mindset is going to be different going into the playoffs than it was on a, I don't want to say meaningless end of regular season games, but they kind of are. Well, I don't know. You know, we were still in prime position to to at that at that point and, we were and and get a second. Yeah, I, I worry more about what's this coming weekend going to look like. Are you going to play Thompson and and Gleb and Daltz and I suppose to a certain degree, but you want to talk about meaningless. Tri-City's already wrapped up the Anderson Cup. Sioux City's a two-seed. We're the three-seed. Omaha's the four-seed. We're all playing each other this weekend. I mean, Omaha's playing Sioux City, and we're playing Tri-City. So let Fargo and Waterloo. To me, you got to come into this weekend as a preview of the Western Conference Finals and just set the tone. This is how we're going to play you. Remember that. Yeah. Come, come in yeah, three we're on a one game. We're on a one-game uh, heater against the storm right now hey one is all every streak starts with one every it has to yep every streak so what do you say we take a break come back we'll get uh joey on get ko on and talk a little uh playoff hockey sounds good to me this is the dump and chase podcast We're trying to model ourselves after what you guys have done a little bit voice of the phantoms and friend of the show mr matt lipsack i am along for the ride and perhaps provide some modicum of adult supervision here although really that's a lost cause at this point we welcome back phantoms president andrew goldman it went smoother than it did with matt i want that <laughs> added to the, i want that added <laughs> shaking your head now for i'm agreeing with you because oh. he has absolutely killed us this year well so far finger guns has meant sam shut up so yeah that's that's not helping i'm trying to process okay check out the dump and chase podcast every wednesday on western reserve radio youtube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts listen that like was frightening bring them out bring them out bring them out bring them out it's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth Come on. Bring them out, bring them out. Hey. Bring them out, right, bring them out. Fans, I know over the last couple weeks we've had house parties going on at this part of the show. Tonight we're going to continue with that. Uh, another return guest, 21, Joey Pierce, who's uh, having a home game tonight. And for the first time this season, I've uh, got him in a trade right at the trade deadline from Des Moines, Killian Keeker Olson. Fellas, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thank you. I'm excited. So, uh, K.O., we're going to start off. Go back to that trade deadline. You get called in the uh, coach's office there in Des Moines. You find out you're coming to Lincoln. What was your first thought? My first thought was playoffs. <laughs> Finally, playoffs. Uh, three years, four years of junior, never uh, never an opportunity to play in the playoffs. So that was that was definitely the first thought running through my head. I was, uh, was pretty excited about that opportunity. Played in your 100th game over the weekend, right? And got that a goal? I did. Yep. Yes, sir. So that had to be that had to be pretty special, right? Not only playing in the in hitting the century mark, but getting the goal. Yeah, no, I mean it's all it's all good. It's always it's always good to score, but um, I don't know, hundred games. I mean, yeah, I mean that's that's pretty cool. It's pretty special, but I mean at the end of the day, before the game, you know, I mean, I was really thinking about it's their hundredth game. You know, it's just another another game. You you know, suiting up with a game plan, uh, going out trying to win. So. That that's stuff that podcast hosts and announcers and and social media people think about, right? Is is how many games he yep. played? Yeah, I'm trying to think how many people. I think Shaders played in his hundredth game this year. Thompson, I think. I think Thompson played in his hundredth game this year. Joey, you're at like what fifty five, sixty games? Yeah, sixty. Like that. Dalt's got there early on. Oh yeah, 
forgot about that. And speaking of speaking of scoring goals, I know uh, Ko, you weren't part of this, but Piercy with uh, with the shorty the other night joining the shorthanded. Is there like an official club that you guys have for everybody who scored sh- shorthanded goals this season? <laughs> no, we've had a lot of them lately, but uh, that one definitely. Got to give credit to the coaching staff. They drew up the face-off play in our D zone on that one, and it worked out pretty perfectly. So, KO, you've jumped right in. Um, our power play units have been pretty special. I mean, we call them special teams, and and uh, in years past, we've we've talked about how special, especially our penalty kill last year, put the special in special teams without a doubt. Because I, you know, I don't know, they were they were killing penalties at about, I don't know what, be about a 50% clip, something like that. But especially <laughs> the power play this year has been fantastic, and you jumped right in, uh, right into that. So what, what makes both of your units so successful? I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good, good thinkers, uh, honestly, on both those units. A lot of guys that uh, you know, are looking for two plays ahead. So even when they're moving the puck to one guy, you know, they're uh, – they're moving to the where the puck's going to be, you know, five ten seconds from then, and uh, really just I don't know opens up a lot of ice. I think both units for just find a way to create that time and space. Obviously, having an extra guy helps for sure, but um, you know, just being able to, uh, like I said, manipulate the the penalty kill and just think multiple plays ahead uh, definitely uh, definitely helps the units out. So Piercy, conversely, the, our PK has been absolutely one of the strong points this season um what what makes that part of our game so successful i think a lot of times it just comes down to hard work and uh being in the right spot willing to block a shot which we've done a ton of this year both forwards and d obviously the goalie is probably the most important pk man and we know we have two of the best ones in the league so that helps also let's talk a little bit i don't really want to focus on the score i do want to talk about i don't know if you, either of you listened to rocky's comments following games or not but he talked about despite the fact uh, of the the wide margin on friday night that the score was not indicative of the effort and felt like you guys outplayed fargo in in pretty much every facet um what what was weird about Friday night? Weird about Friday night. I mean, I think, <laughs> I mean, it, you know, going game to game, I mean, you know, different things happen, right? I mean, whether it's uh, refing one night, uh, you know, puck luck another night. Um, and it really it seemed like it was just an accumulation of a few of those different aspects just coming together. Um you know, there was a couple of mistakes by us. Uh, there was a couple of bad bounces. And, uh, you know, just a couple of things that didn't go our way. And like Rocky, I think Rocky was right when he said that uh, we outplayed them. I thought we were, you know, puck possession time. We I know we had more there. We thought we dominated a lot of that play. It wasn't necessarily like something was weird. It was just my thing more like, you know, that's one of those nights where, couple bad plays lead to chances that they capitalized on and uh, a couple of bad bounces lead to a couple of more chances they capitalize on. And, um, you know, that's just the way it goes some nights. He, he made the comment that it just seemed like every time they threw the puck on net, it went in. Yeah. I think, uh, a lot of the mistakes we did make were more major than some of those mistakes that sometimes happen in a game or just where we were turning pucks over it was in our D zone more often than not, and they could quickly capitalize on them, which give them credit. Uh, Coach Lewis showed us on Saturday 
the instat, which showed how we um, chance-wise were right there with them the whole game and did not show that it should have been a 9-4 game. Um, but like Chaos had just accumulation of bad luck and costly errors made it that way. That's the thing about a 60-game, 60 62-game season, right, is that there are ga- I, it always kind of tends to work itself out. There's probably games, if you think back over the course of the season, that maybe we shouldn't have won or maybe we shouldn't have won as big as we did, but we did. And then there's games like, okay, so we lost, maybe we shouldn't have, and we sure as heck shouldn't have lost 9-4, but it just happened over the course. That's why it's not – I you know, I guess I'm going – we're getting ready to go in the playoffs and it's good to get games like that out of the way now. Right. So that you don't, cause if that happens next Monday against Waterloo or Fargo, all of a sudden it's like, Oh, now we're in a bit of a hole. Yeah. I think we've learned throughout the long season that we, uh, we can beat anyone, but we can also be beat by anyone as well. And so every night we have to bring our game and it, doesn't matter who the opponent is. We just have to play the right way, and good things are going to happen more often than not, which we've proven to ourselves. Okay, we've heard process, 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 process all season long, and I don't know what the difference between the process in Des Moines and the process in Lincoln is. I'm not asking you to take us care to, uh, take us through that, but how hard or easy was it for you to acclimate to the process in Lincoln? Um, I mean, you know, everywhere you go, there's, I mean, there's kind of the same, same list of, uh, you know, expectations out of you, um, you know, and I, I don't think it, it necessarily, you know, the process, the systems vary, but you know, the process for every team is pretty much the same, you know, the process is, uh, you know, playing the style of game that your coach draws up, you know, and, and, and again, I don't think a, a whole lot of styles are necessarily different. Maybe a couple of teams a little more, a little more dump and chase. A couple of teams a little more possession. But um, it, it, as far as like the process goes, here it wasn't too hard to jump into. I mean, this is a team that uh, was winning, know, knew how to win, knows how to win. Uh, very, everyone's very confident in themselves. I mean, you know, practice flows. Uh, easy games come on the weekend guys are ready to go I mean it was easy for me to just come in and be myself and play play my style of hockey just because that's what everybody else was doing you know so confidently um, you know with ease so I think think the process really is I mean the work ethic for Rocky you know that's that's really all all you got to give for him to uh, appreciate um, appreciate you as a player. And, and, um, you know, that's something I, I believe that I give. So you mentioned that uh, the work ethic with Rocky, he definitely seems like the kind of guy that he expects a player to be an all the time guy, not just a summertime guy. That means, you know, you come to practice, you work hard every single day, whether it be on the ice, off the ice with all your off ice, extra stuff that you guys do, you go out and visit community centers and kids in school. You're going to be in an all the time Lincoln star 24 seven. Right. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, I think, I think you you like to see that every coach likes to see that obviously. Um, but if, if the result is there on the weekend, you know, I I honestly don't think Rocky cares what, what necessarily you do during the week. If you're, if you're going out and performing on the weekend, you know, obviously I think every coach wants you to work hard and wants you to be an all the time player. And as a player, I think a lot of guys in this league are that, but 
um, you know, at the end of the day, if you if you're performing on the weekend and uh, helping the team win games, you know, that's that's really what what Rock and uh, I think the whole team cares about. So, Joey, we've we've had a lot of conversation over the last couple of weeks with the guests about how cool is it that we continue to play meaningful games this deep into the season. I mean, up until last weekend, you were in a battle with Sioux City over who was going to get the second the second seed and the bye. Uh, or the third seed and have to play in the first round. Um, now we're in a we're in a place whereby at least the top four seeds are locked in. You know you're going to be the three seed. You know you're going to be playing at home next week. What what remains meaningful about the games this weekend? I think uh, probably in that aspect um, to just get back to winning ways after this past weekend in Fargo. And even this weekend in Fargo was meaningful because they very well could have been and still could be our first-round opponent. And so Coach talked about it a couple of times is just like being able to prove to them that they can't play with us. And obviously we didn't do as well of a job as we'd like this weekend. But uh, um, we know that we can play with anyone. And he's talked a lot about having faceless opponents where – we don't care who we're playing. We're playing our game, and so we don't care this weekend who Tri-City has in their lineup or doesn't have in their lineup. Um, we're just going to play our game and get back to our ways. Well, there's only so many people they can sit, right? In other words, maybe they sit Miller, maybe they sit Sergeyev, maybe they sit whoever, but if you go out and do what Sioux Falls did to them, beat them 8-2, to you're putting some doubt in somebody's mind, right? And so is that some of what this weekend is about, is establishing a tone, setting a tone for, you know, you, wouldn't, you won't see them for a couple rounds. You got a couple of other opponents that you would have to get through to get to them, as would they. They haven't exactly uh, set the world on fire against Omaha this year either, and they have to get through Omaha to, to get to you guys. But is that, is that kind of some of the mentality going into this weekend? Yeah, absolutely, and I think another thing is just going into Kearney and taking a game there, which we haven't been able to do. Obviously, the last time we played them was our first win against them, and that was huge for us just morale-wise going in the playoffs, and I think two more wins against them would just make that even better in our minds. So getting back, getting back in the right mindset, because, you know, a month ago we talked about how I think you guys had three – three and threes, three sets of three games in three nights in a, in a month. And now all of a sudden you're like, and we, we talked about this over dinner tonight, is you have Tri-City Friday, Saturday, and then you, in my opinion, probably have Waterloo Monday, Tuesday, and maybe Wednesday. Then you have a day off. Then you got Sioux City in here. So all of a sudden you've gone seven months to get to where you are, and now they're going to cram the entire playoffs into about <laughs> into about three weeks. So uh, how, do you, how do you stay ready for that, K.O.? Uh, you know, there's no real, uh, unless you've been through it before, there's no real, uh, I, don't, I don't think advice that I would have to, to, to give to anyone. I mean, I think it just, you know, take, use your time away from the rink, rink wisely. You know, uh, when you're, when you're away, rest up, you know, and do everything you can to help your body recover. You know, don't, uh, don't be doing any, uh, any extracurricular, um, you know, things like, you know, going, going out for runs, playing golf, you know, don't, don't ex exert any energy if you don't have to. I think that's, that's definitely my plan, at least, you know, try to, try to save it and leave it all, uh, leave it all on the ice. Take a bubble bath. 
<laughs> maybe, maybe some bubbles. Yeah. Hey, if it works, it works. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. What's been the, bi- what's been the biggest difference in my opinion, where you came from in Lincoln are the only two. And I haven't seen anything in the East, but, uh, I love rinks like the Icebox and Buccaneer Arena. So what what has been the biggest difference for you since getting here, just from a, an atmosphere and a fan perspective and, you know, those types of things? It, there hasn't been a whole lot of difference. You're right. The atmosphere in both places are, are really cool. I mean, I think Lincoln... <sighs> I, I don't even I couldn't tell you uh, attendance wise I don't know who draws in more but it, it it sounds just as loud on a packed night here as it does in Des Moines and vice versa I mean and and the fans are really into it they want to see you after the game they want to talk to you it's uh you know it's it, they they really put their you know their time and energy into into these games and I think that's that's awesome both here and in Des Moines uh, it was a super cool it's been a super cool experience with the fan base. Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't want it any other way. It's definitely a lot more fun playing in front of, uh, you know, screaming, yelling fans than it is, uh, than it is an empty crowd. I think the bucks are getting a brand new arena here in a couple of years. What do you, what do you think of that? Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the rumor is it's going in the mall. So, uh, we'll see. We'll see if that happens. It's been, they've been getting a rink for a few years, so yeah, <laughs> we'll true. see. And they've already built like three brand new ones over there, haven't they? Like the Wild are playing a new one. They have, what, the Heartlanders or something. Seems like yeah, they just built. Go ahead. They just built one called the, Re- the Recplex, yeah, out there. They have built a couple new ones, but apparently the Bucks are uh, next on the docket, apparently. They're second-class citizens out there in Des Moines, aren't they? <laughs> I, no all comment. I know is that if they ever build a new rink in Lincoln, I hope a new rink in Lincoln, I hope they find a way to replicate the atmosphere and, and I, I, I would hate to see that go. All right. Question, yeah. question of the night. Um, I, I see the social media of the players walking in every night. Seems like earlier in the year, we were having a lot of questions about who the best dressed was. And uh, since Joey's on a home game tonight, Piercy's always been named one of the uh, the top dressers on the team. Joey, do you think you hold your title? Or I've seen some of the some of the stuff that KO wears coming into the rink every night. Uh, is your title safe? I don't know. KO definitely brings a lot. Um, he uh, he's got more confidence than I do. I'll say that, and uh, <laughs> I definitely respect him for it. What are your thoughts on that, KO? You know, there's a lot of good dressers here. I've been impressed with a lot of different outfits, uh, Joey included. I, I, I like to see the boys, uh, you know, get get fancied up for uh, for the home games. I love it. Uh, another thing that has kind of become a topic of conversation is the Kelly and Keeker Olsen pregame rituals, including uh, passing out chewing gum. And what is it? Johnson is the only one that gets a piece well, of gum. Well, that's what he said before, but then, you know, we were talking last week about Tyler Haskell picking up gum off the ice and chewing it and wondering where that <laughs> came chewing. from. And okay. He didn't chew it, but that was, that was the conversation. So just take us, uh, take us through some of, uh, so I'm a pitcher. I used to wear number 13 and I used to like make sure that I had the socks on the same feet and did everything the same way every day. I understand you might be kind of a, that same mindset. Is that accurate? There's, you know, there's ebbs and flows to my, uh, to my, my rituals, I guess there's, uh, you know, things, things change and and that's okay. But the, the main process stays the same. I mean, whether I give one out or not, yeah, it usually goes out and stays with the same guy, but 
you know, if things need to get changed up, you know, things change up, you know, it's, I, but you know, they come for me, like that stays consistent. I'm going to have one no matter what. Um, I'm going to do, do what I do before games, the same, same things, no matter what guys, uh, being a part of that, it, it comes and goes, it comes and goes. So let's talk a little, let's try to get you a name, image and likeness deal here. What, uh, what's the flavor? The flavor? Oh, extra polar ice. There you go. Do you hear that extra people? I think, is that a Wrigley product? Extra? I don't know. We'll it figure might, it out. I don't know. It might be. We'll reach out and see if we can get you, uh, you know, a lifetime supply of polar ice or, or something. That sounds good. I'll, I'll create an Instagram for that, for there the sponsor. I'll do, that's the only way I'll do Put it. it. On the that's the only way I'll do it. <laughs> All right. So one thing I wanted to do, I kind of ran this by Gene a little bit, is kind of like a rapid fire type deal. I don't know. I mentioned it to Joey a little bit. If I don't know if you're a big barstool kind of fan, but they have this show called Answer the Internet where you, you get asked just random questions. You'd rapid fire your answer off real quick. So I will start All with right. you, Joey. Celebrity crush. Uh, Madeline Klein from Outer Banks. Okay. Um, Good choice. Okay. Oh, if you could have one endless supply of anything, it's probably going to be that extra gum. I was just going to say <laughs> extra polar ice. There absolutely. You go. <laughs> Um, okay, then, uh, Joey, how about, um, can you beat Tom Cruise in a fight? I don't think so. Oh, come on. Tom Cruise would I'd run say away yes. from Tom Cruise is Tom like Cruise. five foot yeah, two. I, you would pump Tom Cruise. Uh, okay, KO. Um, this is going to make you think a little bit. You mentioned playoffs. Um, would you rather win a cart club and not play a single game in the NHL or play 100 games in the NHL but lose every game you play in? Gosh, oh, uh, hundred games every, every lose every game I play in. Yep, or win yep. a championship this year. Uh, you 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 can't say this year like that. Don't don't make it like <laughs> this year. Gosh, well, it, this is your last year, right? I understand the reality <laughs> of it, but come on, you know we don't got to say it. Okay, any Gosh. year. Okay, yeah, any right. year. you get a COVID year, and it might be or two or five, and so. <laughs> Or in right, college, right. you can win the Frozen Four, you can win the Clark yeah. Cup, or play in 100 games in the league and lose every one badly. I, <laughs> oh, you throw you know, badly in there. <laughs> I mean, like, badly, but, like, do I still have a goal? Do I get one goal? Yeah, you know? I mean, you could perform great, but your team loses every time you you're still get okay. a yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Do I do I get paid? Do I do I score a goal? Do I get the puck? You know, like do I get to live out the NHL dream? Like do I like is that the part of it? But I lose every night. Yeah, you just you're... yeah, 100. percent I'm taking that. Yeah. Okay, now okay. you're a fourth liner, and you get about uh, five minutes of ice time a night. I'm still taking it. It's the NHL. It's the show. I, I'm uh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I, I honestly, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't turn. Yeah, no, you can't, can't look that, can't, can't look that in the mouth and and turn that down. No. What about you, Piercy? I think I gotta agree with Ko. Playing in NHL would uh, be pretty special. I mean, as much as you want to win a Clark Cup or or you know an NCAA title, what's the what's the end goal here? You <laughs> what, know, Joey, what's your what's your greatest hockey moment so far? Uh it's got to be the state high school tournament in Minnesota. My goodness! <laughs> so Classic. I, I want to. You know what? I want to think about. So I, I'm going to go back a little bit to that question while Brandon looks up and makes up some more questions. I got, I got one for KL. Well, so. Just a second. So, you know, I don't know if a lot of people know this. I don't remember if we talked about this last time, but the end of your high school career sucked. 
you know, I'd qualify for the state tournament, then get shut down because of COVID, the JVs, who now got to play on TV this year to come back and get a second chance. Uh, is, this kind of, is this kind of a second chance for you? I know it's not the Minnesota State High School playoffs. It's not, it's not 18,000 people in the XL Center. Well, I, I get that. But we'll but get, we'll get 4,000 in the Xbox. It's yeah, just the same. I don't know. Based on uh, face You're also not playing against 12-year-olds anymore, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think for me it's just like obviously like anyone I want to win wherever I'm at. And so whether it's high school or whether it's the USHL, I want to win. <laughs> That's just who I am as a person and I'm competitive and I'm going to do everything I can to make that happen wherever I am. But is it is it uh it's never going to take that sting away. Does it does it make it a little easier knowing that in the USHL you get here and, and you're going to get to be in the playoffs and, and make another run at it? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, it's just like the the world goes on. And so I'm, say, I guess I'd say that uh, I'm just happy to be competing. Yeah, right on. Good okay. for you, Joey. See, you can't you can't be hung up on high school hockey. The guys that are hung up on high school hockey, that's those are the ones that bother you because it's like, all right, you know, close the yearbook, like let's move on, <laughs> let's get going. But like, you know, you appreciate your time there, like Joey does, and and you you know, respectfully move on. You you realize there are bigger and better things to do. Absolutely. Wait, are you saying that I should go up and take down all of my high school pitching medals and stuff from forty years ago? Is that what I hear just you know, say? You know what? I'm gonna let you do you. I'm gonna let you do you. <laughs> and just for the record, I don't have any high school high school baseball medals hanging up any place. I was gonna say you'd have to win them first, right? <laughs> well, that that was not an issue. But, but burn. Okay, sorry. Back to the fun questions. I got I got one more for each of you. Ko, who is Let's the hottest? Who's the hottest celebrity that would have you would have a chance with if they got to know you? Uh, Megan Fox. That's an easy one. I, I figured you were just going to take Joey's. <laughs> no, no, no. I think, I mean, she's in the machine gun, Kelly, you know, like I feel like I'd have a chance at that, you know? You might, yeah. All right, Joey, last one. Would you rather have Cheeto fingers or wet socks for the next 24 hours? <laughs> I think I'd go wet socks. No way. <laughs> Dude, no way. Cheeto fingers for the next 24 hours. You're never going to get that out of your gloves because you know you have practice tomorrow. I Wet socks, though? You want to be walking around in wet socks everywhere? You could handle that? I think I'd just get used to it after a couple hours. I think I would just be in love with licking my own fingers. <laughs> I think if it stays there, like I just, I wouldn't get hungry. That's a solid point. Yeah, and I don't know about what you're what you're saying about gloves, BA, because have you ever smelled where well-used hockey gloves? <laughs> the Cheeto fingers would run away from that crap. <laughs> they might. I mean, if you smell my gloves, they're just as bad as the as boys, so. Yeah. I don't know. I swear to God, that's where every bit of locker room odor comes from. I never knew hands could stink that's, as bad as That's where the stink. cure to COVID lives is in the locker room right there. That's true. That's true. The cure. <laughs> Gosh. All right, K.O., what, uh, what's the focus heading down the, down the stretch of this year? The focus? I mean, win. You know, win. That's the only thing that matters. It doesn't matter how it gets done now. Just got to win. It doesn't matter who it is. doesn't matter how it, it just matters. doesn't matter – how, just how many, right? Just got to score more than the other team. Right on. Joey, same question. Yeah, absolutely. I think, obviously, all we want to do is win from here on out. And uh, I think what goes into that is just every guy preparing themselves as best they can and taking care of their bodies as much as they can 
with the schedule we have ahead of us. All right. And while you got the mic, what is the one thing you've wanted to ask KO since he got here? <laughs> <laughs> We're a PG show, so I'm well, PG 13. <laughs> yeah. That's. Uh, All right, KO. Well, he's thinking, what's the one thing you want to know from Piercy <laughs> that, uh, one thing I want to know from Piercy, was your dad a fireman? <laughs> no, he wasn't. Okay. All right. Just curious if you were following in the old man's footsteps um, or not. I guess I'd have to ask, uh, I, when did you grow your hair out? Because we've seen the picture going around the group chat with short hair. Well, Kayla had oh, short gosh. hair. When did the hair start? I had short hair at um, my, you like when I was 16 was the last time I cut it short. Otherwise, it's been about this long. Got it. It's long since then. Hey, I got a question for you, KO. So of all the Go pregame ahead. rituals, you always come over and sit right in the ref circle, like as as the pregame warm-ups wind down. You're always right on the right on the red line, right over by the scores mm-hmm. box. How did you get to that spot? What uh, what led you there? Well, you see uh, as much as the linesmen seem to not like me, although a lot of the refs do, and I've I've played with them, uh, you know, with them refing in the null over the years, and you know they move up the ranks, you know, in the same fashion that uh, players do. So, getting to know them, I've just uh, me and Scout Truman and, and Des Moines, I think, just from uh, getting to know them, we start talking to them. Uh, and he'd sit there and stretch, and I, I'd just end up talking to him and being over there, so I'd st- start stretching with him. And now, you know, every game, you know, I just, you know, whoever it is, you know, they're smiling at me, and they, you know, they, it's almost like an expectation that I come over there. So, you know, I, I got to grease their palm any way I can, you know, trying to get calls in the third. So, you know, uh, who that, you know who that hasn't worked for this year or ever? Who's that? Gleb Remiev. <laughs> well, <laughs> I told him earlier this year that he should just stop it because it hasn't been paid off. It's like he comes over, tries to grease the wheels a little bit, and two minutes in, he's sitting next to me in the That's box. That's when they realize he's in the lineup and we're like, kids. oh, we're going to watch this kid. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. They even, sometimes they even talk to me about Gleb before the game. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, what type of mood is Gleb in tonight? I'm like, he seems pretty calm. They're like, oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah. For a shift yeah, out there, he's, he's laying somebody out, right? Yeah, first ship out there, you know, a little high hit. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, one more before we get you, let you guys go. My daughter wants to know, what's it like to be a Lincoln Star? What's it mean to you guys? Uh, it means it means a whole lot. I mean, it, it, like I said, the fans coming out every night, uh, the community that surrounds us. Um, we play for more than ourselves and our families at this point. We play for uh, a community of people and a really a, a really – cool uh i think a really cool group of people just in general hockey fans are are a different breed they have a lot of passion and um i I think it's uh it's it's more it's being a lincoln star is uh about it being more than uh just you know being about more than just us yeah absolutely i think ever since i've got here we've just every day we're reminded how much people care about us and uh just the whole community is supporting us and that's awesome and it just we walk around the halls of the arena and we see the alumni on the walls and we want to play for them and the community and it's definitely a lot more than just playing for the guys in our locker room which is probably the biggest part but we also are playing for so many more people than that 
That's fantastic. Gentlemen, let's go. Uh, let's close out the regular season in the right way. And most importantly, a week from now, we won't be having any interviews because we'll all be at the icebox watching, watching you put the finishing touches on whoever you're taking out in the first round. So Killian Keeker Olson, Joey Pierce, thanks a ton for joining us tonight. Yeah, thank you thanks guys again. for having us. Hey, Thunderstruck listeners, it's Cristiano Simonetta, the voice of the Lincoln Stars. Join Stars head coach Rocky Russo and I for Outside the Box, Tuesdays at 8 p.m. on 93.7 The Ticket. Outside the Box, every Tuesday from 8 to 9. We'll see you then. I always forget he does that second Outside the Box every single time. So welcome back, guys. Uh, that was KO and Joey Pierce joining us. I got to say, the fun questions were actually kind of fun this that time. That was fun. I loved it. I think that needs to become a standard feature moving forward by the way i think we're celebrating tonight i could be wrong but tonight might be episode 25 25 never thought we'd get 25 25 weeks of doing this you get to see this ugly face every week 25 now the good news is both of us have faces made for podcasts and radio so that's why we don't youtube or twitch or i mean I've seen you twitch a couple times, but I was thinking about getting this thing on on the YouTube and whatnot. But we need to find a dedicated studio and and we something could put a green screen up behind me on the wall over here, or you know, we could make it work. We could, or we could just do what Sam and Justin do and just have the same logo in the background for the, for the, the entire episode of, of the uh, the show. That works too. Whatever whatever works. All right, Gene. So what do you say? Well, pitter patter. Let's get at her and preview this weekend. As Ooh. we uh, hit Tri-City, as we round out the uh, regular season. That was new. That was new. You surprised me. I did. <laughs> I want to put this little sound clips in here that anytime somebody says something, I just go, bing. That would, that, I've, I've thought about that as well. I just got to find appropriate ones because every one I can think of would make this show go from PG-13 to R real quick. Yeah, well, we can't do that because we might lose. We might drop back below 10 listeners again. And we have teenagers on, so it's not like. Yeah. Good point. That's a great point. Yeah. So, so anyways, patter, let's get at her. Yeah. <laughs> I might even just put that in there. I don't need a sound effect for that one. So Tri-City so, coming at Well, home and home for Tri-City. I forgot we go down there Friday night. So Friday night we had down there, like Joey said, we need to, we definitely need to pick up a win down in that barn. Yeah. Whoever's in, whoever's there. I doubt we see Sergeyev. I doubt we see Miller. Um, I don't know, but we, we need to go down there and, and not lay eggs. Yeah, definitely. I mean, even if they're say they sit their best players and we go down there and win, it, it's still a confidence booster as a mental thing for for our boys to go down there and say, "Hey, we can win in this place." You know, and and we're probably experiencing as much adversity as we have all year right now because I don't know what's going on with Berkey, don't know what's going on with Lava, um, Mastro's out, Mastro's out, and the good news is, and both these guys just said it. Nothing seems to rattle them. They've learned over the course of the year, dating back to the some of those early ones. You know, I I meant to go back and look at the date. When was the date that we played up here? I want to say that was like September, October, wasn't it, where we were down to Sioux City by two goals with less than a minute to play and came back and beat them. I mean, we've been we have spent the entire season learning that we can play with anybody. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be one of those. One of the things I want to ask Rocky, we we definitely need to get Rocky back on here at some point. But I want to find out what the turning point of the season was. Where we, where what event or what series of events led him to think like this is a damn good team? Maybe we can maybe we can actually try to get him on next Sunday. 
let the play, the players have the weekend. I I hate to do that to him just because you know he's got a he's experienced the birth of his second the, child this year. Maybe George or Art would. Come we need on to get the beard on. I agree. The beard needs to come on the and show. You know what? I believe he said I'm not having I'm not coming on until we've had everybody else on it with Ko on tonight. I think we have. We've checked everybody off that list. Yep. So George, next week let's You're get up. you on, bud. You're up. You and you and Art and Rocky or just you or or somebody. So, hey, Cristiano, can you make that happen for us? I don't think Cristiano listens to the show. You don't to, think so? To be honest, I don't think he does. Uh, well, he's got enough other things going on. I'm sure he's saving it up for the summer to go back and catch up. Yeah, it's all those road trips back to back home that he's going to have to do. So, right, we'll see. Right, right. It'll kill a good hour or so on that road. So, yeah, I, you know, I'm a little torn about this weekend. Um, I agree with what you're saying in that it'd be a great opportunity to set the tone, get things on the right track. It also is a great opportunity to get people healthy and and uh, you know we're locked in, they're locked in. But I think it'd be. Despite what Nick said a couple of weeks ago about not wanting to go into the into the postseason on a heater, I don't think we want to we want to go into the postseason in the gutter either. So in the gutter either. And so, this weekend's always been kind of a, especially of late, a kind of a bittersweet weekend because it was the end of the year. We weren't making playoffs, so it's the last time you get to see you get to see these boys until they, until next year for the ones to come back. And for the guys that move on, this is the last time you're going to see them in a Stars uniform. Yeah, it's kind of like sudden death. It's kind of like overtime, right? It's like just out of nowhere. How many times? How many times have we sat there, even in the playoffs, and it's like it's over? It's like, huh? Now what? Yeah. <laughs> so. Let's not think about it because we have March 24th, right? And that what you said? May 24th. May, I, I believe. I Don't quote me on it, but it's May on, 24th. We'll be skating the cup. It's on one of those super secret USHL web pages that. Have been since deleted and taken off their main page, but we'll, we'll get uh, we'll get fitted for rings and yeah, I want a ring. I'm I want to throw that out there. Um, Lori, Alberto, I want a ring. <laughs> the penalty box guys, I want a ring. off ice officials, photogs, you name it. Yeah, and and I will say this: if we win a championship, I'm done. I'm I'm retiring. It'll be my last one. I always said that I'm going to continue doing this until we win a championship. So, well, now you give me some competing interest. <laughs> There's plenty of other good photographers out there that it's will take like my you place. Said, would you rather have BA continue to take photos or win the Clark Cup? Win the Clark Cup. I'd rather win the Clark Cup. I would Sorry. too. No offense. <laughs> I want my. Ring. I want a ring. I'm being greedy. I'm being yep. selfish. I want. What a would ring. you do with your ring if you got if you got one? I don't know. It, it would go on. It'd go on a shrine somewhere. Go on with my. It would go on a, a shelf with a retired camera. There you go. That's what it would be. Yep, you wouldn't wear it around. No, show it and, off. And then you know what you could do with yours. You could take down all those baseball trophies from high school, and show medals. Uh, They're medals. Medals. Ribbons. Okay. Ribbons. Partic <laughs> participation trophies. All the, all, the, all the newspaper clippings and in in my uh, glory days room upstairs, so there's like which doesn't really exist. There's one clipping, one ribbon. Just, just kidding. I, honest to God, think we lost uh, the league championship only one time in my entire career back in the old Central 8 League. I can honestly say I've never played competitive sports in high school. So, uh, Yep, we were a perennial state football qualifier, as I remember. I'm going to quit talking about it because... K.O.'s going to be chirping you yeah, he is gonna be <laughs> this <chirping>. week. <laughs> Especially, you, especially, when he, especially since he finishes up his uh, pregame yep, ritual right, right by you. To me. So... He'll be looking up at you like just shaking his head in disappointment. Yep. 
That he will. That All right. Will. Before we wrap up, Gene, anything else you want to dive into? I don't know what else diving into. I'm looking forward to the conversation with Sam and Justin on Sunday. We'll probably post that Sunday night, right? A, pl- a playoff preview because I try to. It. I try to. As soon as we get done recording, I kind of head home and right on. Edit out our stumbles and mumbles. And this and week, it. this week, next time, Des Moines and Sioux Falls will be on the golf course and hanging out by the pool and wherever else, and and uh, becomes do or die time for the other 12 teams in the league. All right. And before we let everybody go, I'm going to throw this question out to you as well, Gene. You don't need an answer now, but next week during our playoff show. Jennifer Aniston. Oh, that's uh, not what you're asking me. That's that's a good answer. That's a great <laughs> answer. What would your playoff matchups be? We, we're pretty sure we're going to be facing Waterloo, but who would you want to see in the next round, finals, uh, Western Conference finals, and in the finals? Sioux City. Okay. Like I said, you didn't have to answer that now. I would like to see. Oh, all- I thought you were – I thought you – so – First round, my predictions are, so we know that Tri-City and Sioux City are going to have buys. Yep. Uh, Omaha is going to play, in my opinion, Fargo. Yep. I think Fargo probably wins that. I want Omaha to win. I I want them to win, too, but I think the turmoil of the season seems to have caught up with them a little bit. And we'll play Waterloo, which means then we'll be playing, you know, I I get, I don't know if I get nervous for for Tri-City, that or not. Because the team that I watched play in Fargo the other day did not look like a sixth-place team to me. So anyway, round two will be us in Sioux City. I actually like us. I like um, us against in, them. In I do. Sioux I mean, City. You, you can um, throw those last two games out the window because they were not Lincoln Stars hockey. Correct. I mean, correct. We've been dominant against them. And sorry, Ben and Charlie, you're not going to score any goals. We're going to shut you down. Yep. Uh, and then I think in the Western Conference Finals, it's the Stars in the Storm. I would like to see stars in Omaha. Just something about that rivalry. Uh, we match up really good with Omaha. Um, we beat them a lot this year, which I like. So that's what I'm wanting. I'm wanting stars in Omaha. Plus, it's a 50-mile fifty mile road trip up there, so I can make every game. Yeah, I, I probably am a little bit different, even though I agree with you. Um, I actually want to see us take the Death Star out. I do, I do. I mean, I've always said, if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. Obviously, Tri-City is the best this year. And I, I all I have is flashbacks of the look at me, look at me from earlier in the year, and I, I am not a big look at me guy, despite the fact that we're sitting here doing a podcast and whatever else. Look at me. I am, we're, we're, I, we're on the radio. Yeah, I am not a big look at me, and so people that are all about, all about, I want the spotlight. Put me in the spotlight. I'm not a big fan of that. So I would love for us to play the Storm in the Western Conference Championship. And then, I don't know. You know, like I said, they don't even know. They don't even. Right now, it's Dubuque, Chicago, Chicago, Youngstown, and Muskegon are the only four teams that they know of. That are locked in. That are locked in. Uh, Cedar Rapids, USA, Green Bay's out of it, I believe. Yeah, I believe um, Green Bay has been mathematically eliminated from yeah. the playoffs. And Tri-City, not Tri-City, uh, Team USA is one point out of the playoffs over there. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that I just goes. think it'll be fun for, for show purposes if it's Lincoln and Youngstown. That would be fantastic. A lot of, a lot of chirping going back and forth. Sam and happens. Justin can come out and hang out. Yeah, they can come out. I'm not going up there. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think I can make it to Youngstown either. But. I, I would try to, especially if it goes down to game five up there. But I think I think we have the better record, so we would be home ice in the finals. So 
all I knew is thank God for hockey TV because then I could watch it regardless. Yeah, but game five going in for a chance to win a championship, I think we got to find a way to road trip. Youngstown's a long ways away. 14 hours? I don't know, but especially if it'd be like on a Wednesday night or something like that, couldn't happen. I got vacation days. I have vacation days too, but I also... You got a family. You yeah. got you got priorities. I got I got a dog. Around that time, I'll be going out to pick up a kid from college and everything else. So, so anyway, anyways, it'll be fun. Uh, see like you Saturday said. night at the Icebox. Yeah, Saturday night as we host the uh, Fandemonium, I believe is what it's entitled. It means they've given away all the leftover hot dogs and more shirts and fan appreciation night. Yeah, one thing I miss is post game skates with players. Hopefully, we can bring that back next year. All right, so we will see everybody Saturday night at the Icebox as we take on the Tri-City Storm. Peace.